0: Welcome to Life at God's Pace podcast. This is episode number 24. And uh, earlier today, I posted on the church's Facebook page and then uh, Life at God's Pace uh, Facebook page. I posted a letter that I wrote to uh, my flock, Temple Baptist Church, or I should say, to be more precise, uh, God's flock. I'm simply an under-shepherd. And... In that letter, I talked about ministry in the age of of glitz and glamour, glitz and glamour. Um, and really, the letter is a is a reflection meditation uh, that came that that came about when I was pre praying through Galatians earlier this year or late last year, whenever I was in Galatians, and I came across. This verse. I want to set it up. I'm going to go ahead and read the verse and then I want to set it up uh, and then I'll read the letter to you. So here we got Galatians 124. It's very last verse in chapter 1. And they were glorifying God because of me. Let me read that again. And they were glorifying God because of me. Uh, That just that just sort of stopped me in my tracks. Uh, I thought about my life, my ministry. What are others, mainly Paul's talking to believers here, what other believers be, begin to do because of him. What are others doing because of my ministry and my life? That's a showstopper, isn't it? And and oftentimes we don't like to we don't like to meditate on that. We we, we want to think it's all about me, me and me. Me myself and I. And that's the age we live in. And that is what the church is catering to. They they are catering to the age of me. I've often said, and per others, others have perhaps said it, but uh, I've often said from the pulpit, uh, one of the the most powerful religions in the world is meism. Meism. What's in it for me? What are you going to give me? And that is the age of glitz and glamour, getting a um, as I said, a, a bang for our buck, getting. Uh, a favorable return for what I do. And so I I began to think about all that, and then just, I think, yesterday, the day before, when I was going to begin writing um, this podcast, I saw a pastor, and and I I was uh, sort of on his Facebook page, and so I didn't see the whole service basically had to turn off. It may have been... uh, but it looked like a worship service. Uh, it looked like a worship service. And they were singing, best I can tell, pretty much a secular song. And he was sitting there doing his little thing. And then then about maybe 30 seconds into it, he, he jumped up, uh, took off the clothes he was wearing, and underneath he had... Uh, other clothes, it was sort of like an m c hammer type thing, and he was going he started dancing and and doing that and i thought why why must it be that way? Why does the church think we have to bring that type of entertainment into the church? And I would almost say, for any reason if if this was a a youth camp, why so anyway, all of that's on my mind, but I want to go ahead and read this letter uh If you want to read it, look at it in print you can uh pretty much it'll be verbatim, but I always have thoughts. <laughs> and sometimes I interject those thoughts into the letter. So if you want to read the substance of the letter, you can go to uh, Facebook page, Temple Baptist Church in Searcy, Arkansas, or my other uh, Facebook page, Life at God's Pace. I have not posted it on my personal page yet. So here we go. Um, Dear Flock, We live in an age of glitz and glamour. The world focuses on what it sees and the spectacle of it all. And... Think about that. Think about everything that's going on in the world today. Growing up, I should say I've stopped the letter at this point, interjecting a thought. Growing up in eastern Arkansas, our main TV stations were out of Memphis. And one of my favorite shows was Mid-South Wrestling. And man, I I loved wrestling. Yes, I know it's fake, um, but I love the wrestling. Now, later in life, I've, I've tried to watch some of the, the bigger groups, WWE and others, but quite frankly, it has become a spectacle of epic proportions. How's that for hyperbole? It is, <laughs> it is over the top. It is more sensual than anything. And here lately, though, I've been able to go back into the past, and I begin to look at some of the old mid south wrestling, and it, it was a wonderful age of wrestling, if you asked me. But WWE and all, <laughs> excuse me, all these other wrestling uh, promotions now, it, it is just over the top. It is so sensational. Um, it is just a craze out there. But they're giving the consumer what they want. It always has to be what? Bigger and better. Now, let that sink in. It always has to be bigger and better. And there is a principle that churches should avoid. When the church decides that they have to do it better and bigger to get people in. They have said whatever it cost we will do. And they are they are on the slippery soap. I, I would say they have they have already put their souls in danger. So back to the letter. Um, they want to bang for their buck. They want to be amused. They, they like big words that communicate. Nothing. This is, I'm talking about churches in a lot of ways. There's a lot of words spoken, but it really communicates nothing. Many churches have been drawn back to the letter. Many churches have been drawn into the glints and glamour mentality. Anything goes. Churches think that worship is a production, much like a Broadway show. They have lighting, turn the lights down, whatever. You you see that. I even see this uh, uh, in how churches advertise, how how they're appealing to the consumer. Uh, Certain churches say, we're focused on the family, something for everyone. That's simply not biblical. Now back to it. We live in the age of style, not substance. This is seen in our over-reliance on programs. I'm talking to churches now. We think programs are the solution. We have unwittingly, perhaps, and I want to think the best, we have bought into the reality that programs are the Messiah. They have become the idols in a church. And if you don't think programs are not an idol in the church, try to eliminate one. We focus, we no longer focus on holy living. We focus on programs. Now, before you think I'm against programs, let me say this. Programs are tools, but they are not a substitute for living as missionaries in this fallen world. But programs are so uh, I hate to use the word worldly, but they're 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 so of the world that most churches at some point will fall prey to worshiping the program and not the Messiah. So let me say this sentence again: Programs are tools, but they are not a substitute for living as missionaries in the fallen world. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 24, the verse I read at the beginning of this podcast, Paul, rec- Paul recounts its entrance, his entrance into the ministry, his call into the ministry, and offers this evaluation. You can go back and read Romans chapter 1, 6 through uh, 24. There Paul is beginning to defend his apostleship. He's defending the gospel. But at the end of chapter 1... He says in verse 24, and they were glorifying God because of me. He's rehearsed his call into the ministry, into public ministry. He is is saying, this is what God has done. And I would just say to our church, dear flock, this should be our ambition at Temple Baptist Church. This is why we do what we do. We want people to honoring God. We want to be used by God so that others are glorifying God. I'm reminded of uh I think Romans chapter 1 chapter 2, I'm sorry. Romans chapter 2 Uh, Verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. Paul was given a sweeping indictment of the Jewish religion. May that not be said of the church or of you as an individual living as the church in the world. We should want others to be glorifying God for of us. We should not want others saying, Oh, what a relevant chur- church Temple Baptist Church is, or, or whatever. Oh, how relevant they are. They are the cool church. No, that's not what I want. I'm tempted. I'm not going to say I'm not tempted. I mean, we live in an age where uh, we have a subcult in the religious world, Christian world, where we, if we're not careful, we put men on a next level above us and almost an ecclesiastical step ladder where we're trying to get to the top. So there is a temptation, but I think what I like about Galatians 124, it reminds me of what it's about. It's not about me. It's about God. We should desire, uh, dear church, that a thousand tongues and more would be singing of the glory of God because of us. In fact, I've said this from the pulpit. It would be great if people say, I do not know the name of the church. I know where they're located. They're, they're over there by the school. But man, I have grown to love God because of that church. This spiritual ambition cannot be achieved if we rest in programs, but it comes by resting in Jesus, by setting our mind on the things above, not the things of this age, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It comes by determining in our heart to live in such a way that people give glory to God because of us. Friends, I ask you, dear, dear church, I ask you, is there any greater achievement than Galatians 124? Well, I mean, there's ways to put it differently, but you get the question. Is there any greater achievement than Galatians one twenty four to have others worshiping God, honoring God because of how God has used us? I ask you, what more can you do? than to be used by God to bring Him glory. Friends, that is the blessing. And so to live at God's pace means we seek His glory above everything. It is to die to ourself and to live for Him. It is to thirst for God like we may thirst for water on a hot summer day. So what are you thirsting for? What is our church? what is Temple Baptist Church thirsting for? What is your church thirsting for? Let us ask God that let us ask God to have a a unquenchable quenchable <laughs> um, thirst for his glory and that others may glorify God because of us. God bless you have a great day.